Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Open Door Podcast. I'm your boy, I'm your host, I'm your friend. I ain't got nothing else to add to that this week, but we'll be all right. Phase on Myers, and as always, I'm here with my fellow friends, co-hosts, and brothers. No intro, because I am the intro. It's your boy, Miles. <laughs> and it's your boy, Kevo. Kevo with the lamest intro still to this day, but bro, we'll be all right with it. Simplistic is everything, bro. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to get into it. But we have some special guests with us here today, ladies and gentlemen. People, Some people that you heard, some people you haven't heard. Uh, we have a future Grammy Award-winning rapper and producer on the, uh, the episode with us on the podcast. They go by Mr. Brandes and Mr. Joseph Murray, who go by 40L, all those other names that he got under his belt. Uh, welcome to the Open Door Podcast, gentlemen. <laughs> what's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. So the reason why I talked about their future musical accolades is because this episode this week is centered around Black Music Appreciation Month, which is celebrated every year during the month of June. And so first and foremost, shout out to all the Black artists, all the Black producers, all the Black music engineers in the world. We shout you out because... Man, y'all make music, bro. Y'all make the music good, and we appreciate y'all. And so we really want to dedicate this episode to just talking about the evolution and the impact that Black music has put on this world. Good, bad, ugly, so forth, on. But, you know, nine times out of ten, we make an impact for a reason, and it's still standing today because of what we've done. And so before we get into that, as always, we're going to start off with our warm-up question. And so it's a little, it's going to be a difficult one. I know because it's, it's, it's a personal favorite. It's not like a, you know, it's arguably the best one. But to each person on this episode, I want you to name your favorite song, artist, and album. All right. And so. Artist and album. Yeah, the album doesn't have to be from the artist, of course, but just be your favorite album. Could it be, it, it, they don't have to intertwine with each other. So it can be the three separate artists for each song question. And I got mine already. Okay, they they don't change it just because it's it sticks with me. Uh, favorite song is "That's the Way of the World" by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Favorite artist is J Cole, and then my favorite album is "Songs in the Key of Life" by Stevie Wonder. So, little little mix of everything, you know, little old school, little new school. Still hits to this day. I just bumped Stevie Wonder on the way down here. So I just gave mine. If it draws miles again. Now I'm here. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, oh. All right. I'm about to boy, I'm about to curse. So I just gave y'all mine. Now I want to hear what everybody else has to say. Uh, Kevin, I don't think you got yours yet. Miles, I, I, I'm assuming that you got yours. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got mine for sure. Favorite song, see, unlike you, my songs change a lot. You feel me? So my favorite song right now is Die Alone by Sleepy Hollow. He slid on that song. Favorite artist will have to be Kendrick Lamar. And then the favorite album is also from Kendrick Lamar. And it's going to be his damned album. That That's good. better than September. That's better than um, September Butterfly? Whoa. I mean, to me personally, uh, Good Kid, Mad City is better than Pimple Butterfly. And oh. I just like damn. Oh, oh, oh I'll argue. A, we can sit, we can sit up here in this that's whole a, podcast. That, that, and nah, we're not. That's nah, because that's gonna be a whole episode alone. So we ain't got time. Hey, good kid, go crazy. Good kid, oh good kid. man. 
So all right, Kevin, you got yours. Uh, let's see here. Did he kick me out? Yeah. Oh no. But um, I had to make sure he didn't kick me out. But uh, yeah, favorite artist, as y'all all know, my boy Kodak. Oh my god! Here we go. Yeah. What? What? The goat. Favorite album right now that I'm currently playing is uh, is either Views or Don't Smile at All by Billie Eilish. And favorite Billie song Eilish. Right now, bro, she's tough. She is tough. No so judgment. It was just a question. <laughs> <laughs> and favorite song right now has to be Cold Summer by uh, J. Cole. Yeah, Kevin has sent it to me like twice in the last two weeks. <laughs> oh, like that. But he did what he had to do on that. He did that. He sure did what he had to do. That's all. Yeah, was that truly that yours? Truly yours. Yeah. Yeah. Truly one yours. One and two. Yeah. 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 He, did. he did. All right, Mr. Producer, what you got? All right. Um, my favorite artist slash producer is obviously Kanye all time just because of what he's um things he puts together my favorite song right now is die for my beware bitch baby king um and my favorite album all time right now is um that i'm streaming is so far gone just because of the heavy influence of drake telling his story about how he came up his relationship with his mom and dad and the heavy like houston Atlanta, vegas um influence on him yeah that's what i got going on right now as well as all right, Mr. Brandes. Ah, Kanye. Kanye. Um, damn, that's crazy. My favorite artist of all time as well, like most influential Kanye as well. My favorite song right now, it'll be changing. Um, right now, it's What You Won't Do For Love by Bobby Caldwell. And Ooh, my favorite, okay, great song. Mm. And my favorite album of all time, I say just make me feel that's probably watch the throne. Uh see, I like how I thought you know I, I, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. I thought Des was gonna say uh beautiful to the dark fantasy. I thought hey, I was a, I thought classic, I was too classic. But when I think about like I don't know, like how many people around me like Watch the Throne as well, like it was just I don't know. Like and then how much that shit ran like in two K like it just lasted forever. It yeah, felt like. Nah, it did. Yeah. See, this I'm a, I'm gonna go on a quick rant real quick. I still love y'all though. Before I do this, the question stated y'all favorite one of all time, not currently. Okay, and so I was like, dang, we all naming the ones currently. I was like, I would have gave a different answer for for the the song and the album, but it's all good because uh. Yeah, so if we're gonna do all time, mine's is uh, college dropout. Throw it out there. Uh, okay. Nah, I mean, my, hard, hard question, bro. Yeah, that is. I mean, my question. album currently right now has been "Candy Drip" by uh, Lucky Day. That, I've been playing that album for a little minute now, like last couple of days. That's that's a grown folks album, okay? If you ain't grown and sexy, <laughs> don't listen to it. That's all I gotta say. I gotta about pick this. my this favorite shit. song of all time though. It's probably gonna be "Welcome to Jam Rock." That welcome to Jam Rock. That tune is just <laughs> puts me in the best mood ever. Okay. My favorite song is probably um, Kanye Say You Will with the Caroline Shaw mix. Mm. 
Ooh, ooh, that's a good one. That's a great one. Yeah. Ooh, all time, I can't even think all time. What about Drake version? Song? He said what? So what about Drake version? I like that one too. I like that one too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joe, Joe gonna ride for Drake, bro. Oh yeah, you know that. He, he gonna ride for Drake, Drake and Migos for sure. And LeBron. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, wrong pocket. okay so abby as as you can hear we have a little bit of everything when we talk about music and uh its impact on us but i think at the end of the day nine times out of ten most of the artists that we're naming are black and they range from the 50s and 60s like stevie up to currently who just dropped Kendrick and Sleepy Hollow and Ye and Drake and, and those goats in the, in the Mount Rushmore. And so I think I want to start the conversation off by asking what what impact do you think black artists have had on music in its totality, which is kind of kind of very broad to talk about because there's many genres that we've created within itself. And then even genres that we may have not created, but we are excelling at by far greater than the people who made it for themselves. And so just to pose the question, and as you think about what I'm, I'm asking here, you can only take a certain part and take a certain spectrum in the timeline of what, how much has gone on. But what do you think is one of the greatest impacts and influences Black folk have had on music? That's 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 a good question though, because and I guess I would have to answer it by saying you have to look at our influence in the world. Like yeah. when it comes to entertainment, African Americans run it. Like sports, music, movies, all of that stuff. So music, I mean, we've been running it since the racist days, like James <laughs> Brown. All we are that. music. <laughs> yeah. music. We yeah, are and music and dancing even really came from Africa. Like they used to use the beats to fend off animals, and they also used to dance to uh, some type of ritual. But yeah, like we are music. I think uh, as as we realize our influence is that music has brought us from pain to also to pain to praise because the pain of 400 years of being enslaved to 40 plus years of dealing with civil rights and, and, and Jim Crow. And think about the artists that we've had then, you know, the James Browns, the Temptations, the Sam, Sam Cooks, the uh, Isley Brothers, you know, all these influential artists that had a platform that would use their musical gifts to also showcase what was going on outside the entertainment industry and talk about what's going on in social rights or in politics uh, to even now, you know, rappers are making conscious albums saying that, hey, yes, the beat is fire, but listen to what I got to say first. And so I always like to describe like a Kendrick album is like a modern day what's going on by Marvin Gaye, because Marvin Gaye was one of the very first people to make a conscious album. Yes, it was R&B. But he has songs like what's going on what's happening brother save our children the man sound good but like listen to what the man is saying too because there's a cry for help with a melody mm -hmm. and so i think our influence on music goes greater than what you were saying miles 
it goes greater than beyond just the notes on a page or the letters on a, on a notebook because the words that are being spoken are now the cries that people want to hear. Little Baby making, uh, making a song after George Floyd was killed. Um, we Are the World, part one with Michael Jackson and part two during the refugees in Africa in like 08. And so like these songs right here are making impacts far greater than what the intentional uh, beats and bars are made of. You know, Joe, you're a producer, so you know whatever you put on the on your your screen as you're making your beats has an impact and Des as a rapper you know what words you're saying has an impact too positive and negatively as well like we can see that right now with like thug and gunner when they're saying stuff it now negative negatively affects them because they fight for their stuff you know free young thug free gunner but that's it that's neither here there right now uh and so to keep with keeping the conversation going on you know, I want to ask you, Joe, what do you think from like a producer side? Uh, how do you think artists have and producers as well have influenced uh, music in since the, the dawn of age? Well, if you take it back to um, when it was like the early jazz, when uh, it started like putting different sounds together, like banjos, um, drums and a lot of brass instruments. You got to think this was before the microphone. So they had to use what they could that was loud enough to balance each other out. But then the, when the when the black man, when they came in, invented the microphone, it changed the whole game of music. Like when recording, leveling, gave people more a chance to express themselves. Um, but a point, a point that I that I had in my notes that I really wanted to talk about was how I feel like the whites stole um, a lot of the culture of music from us. Just because, Absolutely. like back in the day when like Chuck Berry, Little Richard, and Bo Dilly, all of them, it's like that was the same time where like Elvis was coming up too, and mm -hmm. they took Elvis because he was a dominant figure with the same style of music as them, but they, um, the the white youth, they could identify with Elvis better, so they was like, oh, so how we take the black music and let the white man sing it instead of the black man, and that made it very more popular with in like with their race. So it gives a like you don't see you don't see like Chuck Berry and all them. You don't see them like as high mention as high grace with like as Elvis just because of that fact because they stole a lot of stuff from us coming up. And that's just one of the points I'm gonna let everybody else talk because I got I got I got my whole notes like ready to go. But I'm just saying that's one of the points, bro. Like it's like they they like since the fifties, like the early fifties and even before that, but like fifties when we was like getting real popular for like the jazz, the rock and roll, stuff like that is like it got like very like popular with this like stealing with our music and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I, I agree with that hundred percent. And I'm glad you said Elvis because as soon as you said that, I was yeah. literally thinking of Elvis. Like they, yeah. we we originated something, and because we couldn't be the face of it, they had to find someone who fits the stereotypical picture to fit okay. that that face of what subject that they're doing. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of want to cycle real quick backly to what you had said, Fetty, uh, when you had mentioned Thug and Gunna, because with music, I think it's kind of interesting how the First Amendment in our Constitution is the freedom of speech. Yet, mm -hmm. when it comes to African Americans, the First Amendment is used against those African Americans because they're now criticized and taken the trial 
because of the mm-hmm. lyrics that they say in their songs. And with that being said, it's like music should always be an expression of one's soul. Like whenever I hear Dez's music, mm-hmm. I, I love it so much because I look at Dez and it's like, yo, like when he has sent me the freestyle about him rapping about coming out of Chicago, I see how Dez is put together. So I, I resonate better with the music. So you mean to tell me that these people can't even express their freedom of speech without the fear of having to be taken to trial? Like, that's just sad to me. So it is because because the words that you're saying, everyone's not going to resonate with that feeling. So Gunna and Thug came out of Atlanta and the roughest parts of of the city. Meanwhile, someone who was born and raised, you know, suburbs, California, they won't be able to relate to that because that's not their upbringing. But the beautiful thing about music is it should be able to somewhat express that emotion to you through words. So there's this freestyle of coming out of Chicago. We're not from Chicago, but I can say, you know what? I feel a little bit of what he is trying to uh, share with me through his words uh, and the bars that he's saying. And I'm like, okay, I resonate with that or I understand what he's doing. I shouldn't be, I shouldn't curse him for it because we didn't live the same lifestyle. Because if we all live the same lifestyle, we would hear the same song over and over again. All right. Okay. Billy, Billy Jean is much different than Here Comes the Sun by the Beatles. Two completely different types of mood. And so that's the purpose of music. Like you should be able to express how you're feeling any time of day. And so I agree with you on that. You know, Ma, that's a that's a good point that you had there. Right. <clears throat> and music is like the art of music is so beautiful because like just listening to somebody's lyrics, you can walk in their footsteps and like see what they're being, see what they're being in life and stuff like that. That's why I like when people get on like I know everybody hates Rod Wave, but stuff like that. But he's telling y'all like his story and what he's going through, and that's why I like I relate to it because it's like stuff I done been through and stuff like that. So I like like people he just cried too much. He's a big boy that hurt so been broke so many times. I. Oh my god! Hey man, I'm sure I'm sure it is rough times. But the same way that uh, we don't like Rod Wave, y'all don't be liking Logic. And Logic said it too in another album. Man, he 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 said, "Hey, thank you." Logic said, "I don't live a hard life once." Am I supposed to repeat it every single time I do another album? Like that's what like I, I I agree with that. You're supposed to grow as a person as you evolve. And you're you're progressing as an artist, and so I'm sure with Dez that he's become a a more uh, radio, more known artist throughout you know all of the industry of music. His music is going to somewhat change because he's experiencing new things. I don't I don't want to hear the same the thing. Over. Oh oh, well, I drop the tape. <laughs> drop the tape, Dez. Oh man, I didn't put that one on the platform, but hey, we going to. Oh, Joe, Joe, what, Joe, what's the next thing on the bullet point so we can move past that one? <laughs> <laughs> I had a, I had a question for you guys. What's up? What you guys were saying about being impactful? Do you guys feel like in today's generation where we have a typical artist maybe blow up for a year and then they're gone? Do you feel like those artists that don't change and don't like express their footsteps, like Kevin said, that you can see? Then walking through, do you feel like they're still impactful? Yeah, I, mean, I think. Not, yeah, no, I'm gonna say I no. mean, it's, Yeah, because it's more so in the sense of who are they impacting? Because like 
these newer artists, like, you know, all these little what whatever or whatever, stuff like that, they put on this image and they got like little kids looking up to them and want to be them. They impactful in that way, but not so more so in a positive way. Like it's okay for the moment and then it goes away and then they're going to hop on the next person that does the exact same thing. So I can say in a sense, yeah. yeah I say I, yeah I because, but oh, go ahead, Miles. No, so I was just saying I agree with Kevo because when you look at somebody who breaks down their past, like let's just say a Drake, and you can see the progression of Drake's music, it helps you resonate better with Drake as an artist. Like, okay, you know he's been going through stuff with his parents. You know he's been going through stuff with his family, like his child and things of that nature. These new artists, like all these little people and duh people, you just don't really know much about them. So it's like after their music comes out, it's kind of like, oh, okay, like that's it. So I see it from a different perspective, though. I may not be, you know, their storytelling, but maybe just be the way that they rap. That even though it might be a one hit wonder for them, you're going to now see some type of variations of the same type of beat production or the same type of raps that they had still be shared amongst more artists that keep on coming out. So like an old school example of that is like Zapp and Rogers, right? Zapp and Rogers dropped one album, but Zapp and Rogers started auto-tune. And ever since then, we hear auto-tune all the time now. And so just because Man. they only, you're right, T-Pain, you know, Travis Scott, you know, all these notable artists are doing auto-tune now. So just because you only drop but so much singles or only one album doesn't mean that your impact hasn't been made. I think no matter what you do, good or bad, you have an impact being made regardless. And so it's yeah. just up to you is what impact do you want to have and how long standing do you want that impact to show? And so I think, and we talk about it, you know, like our old episodes, the longer you have an impact, the longer your legacy is. And so like, let's look at like the Jay-Z's and the Nas and the Eminem's and the Ye's and the Drake's and the Beyonce's. Their legacy is, they're, they're, they're uh, they've left so much of an impact that they now have left a legacy because you can now see artists who are trying to resemble the same exact thing. Meanwhile, as a shorter artist, like a little pump, his impact may have not been as great, but he still left something so I'm not going to compare Jay-Z to a little pump because it's going to be a, the biggest margin possible. Because it's like, you can't compare the two. But I'm not going to say that the man ain't do nothing. He did Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. That's all I remember now. Like, hey. So now like, yeah, yeah, favorite favorite artist that released 16 it. times. Your favorite <laughs> artist released a diss track. <laughs> so... I, 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 Uh, what you say? I said your favorite artist done released a diss track about that man. Oh yeah, I, I mean, then he, then he sat down and did an interview with him though. And then he sat down and did an interview with him. <laughs> yeah, he, hey, that that's what you call a growth right there. Okay, that's what you talk about. Okay, you gonna talk about the yeah. man and then talk with the man. Jermaine Lamarco, ladies and gentlemen. All right, mic drop. So that's 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 either here or there. But I, I, I have a question for y'all, though, is what do you think now? Because I would say probably in the last, see, it's 2022. Last 80 years of music has been really shaped by the African-American culture and its people. And so I'll say think the next 70 years later on. So by 2092, what, what do you think music is going to look like legacy wise for what are we what we're Placing. Like, of course, Des is going to get the Lifetime Achievement Award. 
Joe's going to have a Grammy named after him. We're going to have all that success within our group. But like, when you think about it uh, in the longevity process, what do you think is there still more to do? That's a great question because it's like there still more to do like moving forward. Yeah, I think so. I think like you, I, if I had to answer that question, I would say we. No, saying, what, go ahead. Is that the question you're saying? What more is there to do? Yeah, like what, what more is it to do, and what do you think is going to what is what is plausible to happen? I feel like like I guess how you said like. Joe having his own award named after himself. I feel like even something like that, like just putting spotlight on more people that are a part of the process when it comes to making music. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people's names are often left out and not as praised, you know what I'm saying, as much as they should be, I feel like, for sure. I could definitely say that, especially being and working with a producer like Joe, like you, you come to learn, like, you know what I'm saying? The type of sounds, the type of sounds this guy can make, you know what I'm saying? And then when it's put out to the world, it's like nobody knows unless somebody puts it out, you know what I'm saying? But a lot of times, a guy like Joe, he can make the whole song, you know what I'm saying? You would never know. Yeah, I mean, I we like we've seen it. Hell, the guy was in my room, and I heard it every day. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you you gotta. Tyler Perry said it after a war show. If you can't get a seat at the table, make your own damn table. And so we're in these these positions and these places in life that somebody gets there, but they don't grab the people under them. Or like they say, yeah, I grabbed him, but he let go. But usually they weren't determined to bring somebody else up with them because they're going to have to share the success with them. They want the accolades for themselves. That's not the case because if you're the only one standing at the top of the mountain and everybody else is looking down, did you really do your job? Right? Like you were just stepping on everybody else's toes to get to the top of the totem pole and now everybody else is hurt and you're the lone victim. You can't celebrate by yourself. That's a sad party. So I think as, you know, I don't, I'm not a producer. I'm not a musician. Yeah, I got one song, Fatty, Fatty, Fatty. I'm gonna leave it there. But uh, <laughs> I think you gotta. Once you get in these places, you gotta do everything in your power to make sure that you can grab somebody else with you, because yeah. that's how people evolve. When you bring one, they bring two. When they bring two, they bring four. Four to sixteen, sixteen to thirty-two. Keep on doing the math. If you're gonna pull out a calculator, but that just shows you. Go ahead. No, I mean, I'm just saying it's like like Rockefeller uh, Rockefeller Records, you know, Jay-Z and Dame Dash. Then they brought in Memphis Bleak and then they brought in Ye. And then, like, you can see that legacy right there. The four people I just named, three of them are multi, you know, 500 plus network millionaires. You know, I don't know what Memphis Bleak is doing, but he was doing music back in the day. So, hey, I don't know what he's still doing now, you know. So that just kind of shows you if you bring more people with you. Hell, you're 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 building a dynasty. And that's exactly what I was going to bring up, because when you look at like the people who are truly successful in the music industry now, except for the exemption of Youngboy, they all have had people who were successors to them who were heavily into the uh, rap game. Like, look at Young Money. Drake and Nicki Minaj had the best mentor at that time in music. Like, for you to have Lil Wayne repping you and pushing you and to jump on features and see your success, 
that's all they really needed. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then you get people mm-hmm. like Gucci Man. Unfortunately, all his artists are locked up. But the new 1017, you have a name by Gucci Man supporting you and mm-hmm. pushing you to see your success. And I feel but, like but, the yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, but I was exactly like what you said. Like Joe and Dez supporting each other. Like that is what you all need to to truly be successful. And I want to break that. Hold on, hold on, because I'm going to shut up after this. So that that young money point, I'm glad you said it because you can even go back one generation before that. So Wayne was teaching Nikki and Drake, but who taught Wayne? Birdman, uh, Webby, Manny Fresh, you know, the hot boys when he was back in Louisiana. So that kind of just shows you if you pour into somebody, they're going to pour into the next person that they see as well, too. So that's like three generations of work, just like legacy uh legacies and influential artists that gave 30 plus years to the game combined literally and to circle back to that first point about how we need to uh bring you know people that's behind the scenes up because just like in the kanye documentary that's why i was glad it came out we got to see the behind the scenes like kanye was out making these beats for all these big name artists jay pharrell all these people he wasn't getting no recognition everybody was turning him down telling him stop rapping just keep producing and stuff like that he wasn't getting no recognition for best producer none of that he was making some of the top hits at the time and so like people behind the scenes definitely need like more recognition shout out for the love yeah <laughs> uh go so y'all want to say something first of all well i got a question first y'all would miles you want to consider um birdman being a successor for young boy Okay. I mean, so I would say Birdman and Young Thug would would have played a part into who and Kevin Gates. I almost forgot about Kevin Gates. Into who Youngboy is. But right now, I mean, he's not using anybody. That's that's why I said except he, Yeah, I was about to say because he falls out with everybody. Right? Yeah. Everybody I, he I, ever works I, I, with. That's that because I was like, you can't disrespect you know, you know, how the Nick no, 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 no. I, I don't <laughs> even think that, you know, even though they might not have a direct impact, just the surrounding area where you're from helped you out right yeah. so like atlanta rappers right you got you know like when you got louisa you got bootsy and, and and all those great rappers in atlanta you got like the outcast you know when you got a dirty so you got eight ball and mjg you got three six mafia and look at where we at now we got like migos we got thug we got future you know all these great artists and so just the area within itself still shapes who you become to as a as an artist because Atlanta, the Cal, you know, West Coast in California, New York City, Houston now, Louisiana, these are becoming epicenters for musicians all across the country. You know, they're coming all over the place now. You know, you got Chicago, of course, you know, being an epicenter too. You got people from across the seas now starting to become artists. You got drill rap in Britain and France. I'm seeing stuff I never seen before. People from Charleston. Yeah. Hey man, you already know, man. Hey, <laughs> hey man, listen. Play Charleston on the map. It ain't gonna be me, but somebody gonna put it on the map. You said Chicago, right? Yeah. Yeah, you said Chicago. Yeah, I said Chicago. Chicago. You know, I can't. I can't forget Chicago, man. Just making sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would get bumped through the camera real quick. <laughs> but, um, before before y'all move to the next topic, oh. Uh, like go back to what Dan said. I feel like we're moving on with music down the road. I feel like like the capitalize on that point when producers and like engineers and people behind the scenes start getting like full recognition, and we start getting like 
put on the same standard as these rappers, I feel like that would be like so much better for the game in general. And I feel like the quality of music will improve as well too. That's that huge. That gives the beat definitely makes a song. The beat makes yeah. a song. Yeah, it does. But even yeah. like if you look in like the credits for people who are a part of the Grammy nominations, like they do a lot of the work that the artist just raps or say whatever's on the sheet of paper. They didn't do the actual and the back Yeah, and the ghostwriters. Like Drake was doing stuff way before we even knew who Drake was. He was writing songs for Alicia Keys. Hell, y'all might not know who P.J. Morgan was. P.J. Morgan won a uh, freaking Grammy with Erica Badu his junior year of college at Morehouse. But no one knew that. I had to, I was listening to a podcast last week, and I'm like, that happened 15 years before P.J. Morgan even won a Grammy, but I never knew the man. And so, Joe, that was a great point. Like, you know, once they your equal standard with the artist, then music becomes a whole lot better because that now shows you who's all at the table helping this person succeed. It's like... Like being at that, being in that position, like when you get like, like Kanye, for example, when you get put in that, like a producer or engineer, when you get, when you come in as that, they try to keep you in that shell and they don't allow you to, um, so, uh, to be to your full ability because it's a lot of people that can do everything, but mm -hmm. they're in that shell to keep that one person on top. Mm -hmm. I feel like, yeah, just go back. It'd be better for music. Everybody get the recognition they need it. It'll be way better for the game. For real. So I think it's hard for us on our platform that we've been blessed to have to talk about the accolades that Black folk have done and the impact it has done in the music industry. And so it is just our job just to highlight some of the mere things and just barely scrape the tip of the iceberg of what they're done. Respect those who have come before us and also still give the roses to the people that are still living that they're doing right now. And so I just want to say, you know, as our closing points before we get to our cozy moment, um, let's do our due diligence and still spread artists that people or songs or album that people have not heard about. Like, you know, let's, let's just share our music taste with people. And so before I do the second point, I want to ask each of y'all, give me a song, artist, or album that y'all think someone should listen to that they might not be listening to right now, or just someone that you've been listening to frequently. Not a Drake, not a Kanye, not a J. Cole, not the people that we know about all the time. Somebody else who deserves the credit of being a great artist so we can get them to the position that they need to be at now. Is it anybody's go? Yes, yeah, anybody go. All right. First off, I want to <laughs> shout out Brendez. He's a great artist. If you're not tapped in, you need to tap into him. Uh, Nick, uh, Jaden MC, really he go by JA3 now. But uh, shout out all of them. They make great music. Jax, For The Love. Tell For The Love Free My Beat. Matter of fact, on the Instagram, spam the comments, For The Love Free The Beat. <laughs> There's a lot of shots going off in this episode, bro. Hey, like, don't forget about the Trench Brothers. Don't forget about the Trench Oh, how can I forget man. about the Trench Brothers? Please, bro, they dropped the tape of the year. Oh, <laughs> man. Produced by 40L, of yeah, course. And featured 40L on there. Yeah, so. Yes. What, what I want y'all to do, if you're listening to this episode, when you share this episode with a friend or you're sharing on your Instagram story, I want you to tag an artist that needs to be heard as well, too. 
And, you know, we'll do our due diligence, share it on our page as well, too, so we can make sure that everyone sees that we are here to support everybody because everyone deserves a seat at the table if you're good enough for it. Because, you know, we got people out here like Joe. We got people like Dez, Titus, Jerry, James, Nick, Jax. Uh, you know, everybody out here, man, they out here making amazing stuff that people don't hear. And they deserve to hear it because it is black music appreciation. You can be at the top of the totem pole like Drake, or you can be people over here climbing up the ranks of the totem pole that's trying to be like them. And so, you know, we just want to make sure that we're doing and showing our due diligence with that. And our last one, which is like a little fun one to do, we're going to try to make our perfect song. Each person on here, uh, you have to choose one R&B artist, one hip-hop artist, and one producer, dead or alive, to make your perfect song. And so we had this conversation all the time between amongst the, you know, couple of us. And so I think we want to share this conversation with y'all because it's always hilarious when we say it. And Miles, nine times out of ten, always has this ready to go. So I'm going to let him go first if he has it. All right. My perfect song, if I had to pick the R&B artist, would be Brent Fayez. The rap artist would be Future. And it would be produced by Pharrell. Okay. I got a question. If, if the artist, can it be a group or does that to be one person? It could be a group. It could be whatever you want. Ooh. All right, I'm going to think of some fire. Go ahead. Go ahead. Y'all take your time. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead, Joe. What you got? So I was thinking I was going with Biggie. Ooh. Chrisette Michelle, produced by Pharrell. Ooh. That's some heat. That's what I'm thinking about. I'm going. Man, you can give me. Go, go ahead, Liz. All right. I was saying you can give me Kanye as an artist, Michael Jackson, and Mike Dean. Should I be? I'm going to go Lauren Hill. J. Cole and Quincy Jones. Mm. Okay. Quincy Jones, good. All right. I, damn, I was still thinking. I just wanted a song with the Ozzy Brothers in it because I'm motherfucking smooth. I'm going to say the Ozzy Brothers. <laughs> Who the fucking rap with the Ozzy Brothers? <laughs> I was trying to think about that. I'll pay. I'll pay. Hold up. Mm-hmm. Jay Cole. I'll pay. I'll put. I'll, I'll, I'll say. I'll pay a hold. I'll say. I'll say. Ozzy Brothers hold and yay. Oh my gosh! All right. I, I mean, or Kendrick. I, yeah. I was. I was like probably thinking like a Rick Ross maybe. Oh, that'd be hard. Oh, that'd be. Sweet. Yeah. Ozzy Brothers, Rick Ross. Who producing it though? Quincy, Sun Smooth. Uh, I don't gotta, know. I don't. You. Trying to think. Trying to think. Swiss beats. <laughs> I don't want Pharrell to do it. I don't think that beat would be good with oh, Pharrell. Turbo. Turbo Get Metro. Gotta be. Get Metro. metro. <laughs> Get Metro. That's it. <laughs> Put Weezy on that bitch, man. Put Taurus. 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 Man, I put 40 L on the production, man. Fuck hey, it. On. That's how you're gonna make it. That's uh that's gonna be my producer, damn it. 
You can't fail, man. Yo, yeah, you freaking with Woody L, man. Song. I think I got the best song, though. It's your I don't I think I got the best song. I, I, I don't got, know. I, I, I don't know. Jay you Cole don't got you don't you don't got Ronald Osley and Rick Ross on the same song. Bro, I got Brett Fires and Future on on the Pharrell, with Pharrell bounce. That's <laughs> old Fires and Future. Uh, man, I'm a, man, man. Listen here, That's hey, we gonna we gonna let the people decide, man. We'll put it on the story. We'll see Brett what they say. J Cole, that shit might cure cancer. Or okay. you Brett Fayez and uh, Kendrick Lamar, but a uh, We Cry Together Kendrick Lamar, it might just get serious. Man, Kanye, Michael Jackson, and Mike Dean, I I'm cool. You cheated with Michael That's Jackson. <laughs> That's a cheat code. Like. <laughs> That's a cheat code, bro. <laughs> oh, man. R. Kelly and Kendrick Lamar. All right, to our cozy moment, to our cozy moment, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you're new to the podcast, our cozy moment is where we talk about something that happened this week that we enjoyed, that made us feel warm, that made us feel, you know, loved. And so don't listen to what Kevin said. That's not real cozy at all. That ain't cozy at one bit. Uh, but to our guests, we'll let them go first. Joe, what was your cozy moment for the week? <laughs> Oh yeah, Joe. What you got, man? What's your cozy moment? All right, I think I'm just. All right. <laughs> he did, he what? Okay, Dez. Dez, what's your cozy moment? <laughs> um. It, it could be something simple, man. Today, brother. Like anything that like made me feel happy, cozy type. Um, yeah. I say, listening to this new tape I'm about to put out, like front to back, oh, multiple times. Drop the tape. <laughs> the people need it, man. Oh man. <laughs> I can't even hold my face, bro. <laughs> okay, well, Dan's making a tape that we all been waiting for ages, folks. And so he and I heard it from the back, left to right, and we ain't even heard it once yet. But that's all right. He's just getting it ready for us. He's going to perfect it. Kevin, what's yours? Uh, man, yesterday I went and got this smoothie bowl, man, from this place in Charlotte called Spoon. That thing was definitely refreshing. You can go pick up a book out. and learn how to say the word smoothie, but it's all right. Smoothie. <laughs> it's the same. You said it the exact same way. I just said it. <laughs> okay. I think you got 40L back in here. 40L, you back? Yeah, I'm, I'm back, man. Back. All right. What's your cozy moment, man? Shit, my cozy moment for the week is getting ready, uh, getting organized with my family for this weekend. Uh, my late, my late father, we organized a car show for him this weekend on Saturday for his birthday. So everybody, all my cousins stuff about to bring their old schools out. But I had a drink, yeah. booming, you know, celebrate my old man. That's what's up. That's what's up. Okay. Uh, man, my cozy moment is I'm traveling for work right now, and I got out of Florida for a little bit. I'm in uh, Hell, a.k.a. Louisiana. Shout out to our listeners in Louisiana, though. Um, and so, you know, I'm enjoying myself. It's not too bad. It's a little hot, you know, like 105 degrees hot, not too much, a little something slight. 
Uh, crawfish was busting though. You know, if you ever out here in the bayou, put some young boy on, I eat some crawfish ten times better. Man, you might, you, you might, you might have a brain aneurysm. Damn it. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man. So, you know, we just hope that you are enjoying the conversations that we have on our podcast. Can, can I, I say, say my cozy moment, sir? Did you say your cozy moment already? No. Oh, well, we're all right, then. Well, we're going to we're going to we're going to cozy of you. Ah, I thought you were, you know. Ah. What's your cozy moment, Miles? And the thing I was about to say, my cozy moment was being on a podcast with y'all, just talking to y'all again. I take it back. My cozy moment <laughs> was waking up this morning. Because I got to do another day. Amen. Let the church say amen. Amen. All right. So back to what I was saying before I was really interrupted by someone who didn't get their cozy moments. <laughs> um, <laughs> we need to Shot. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's been a shot filled episode, man. But uh yes, it, these these are just conversations that are being held that we like to record and share to the people that you know just give you some insight on something. And so please take the time out to share love to a, another artist who needs some recognition for what they're doing in the game. It can be small, it can be huge, man, but that's what we're here for. We're here to uplift one another. You don't want to be at the top of the ladder by yourself. It gets lonely up there. You want to have a little friend or something. And so to our listeners, we want to say thank you for always listening to us. I think we're on like episode number 22 now. So like this is major, you know, 22 episodes Good. in. We're going strong. All right. And, and so we, we're just getting started, damn it. We're just another one and another one. And we're going to keep on going until we get tired of it. We don't get damn tired like Kevin Gates said. All right. And so with that, till the next time, people. As always, be blessed. No stress. And stay cozy. <laughs> what the fuck, Kevin? <laughs>